I'm Neri. I'm 37, a mum, and I've recently found myself single again. As I've decided to get myself back out there on the dating scene, I thought I'd share my journey with you. I'm hoping that I can help others to know that they're not on their own. Obviously, it can be fun, it can be exciting, it can be exhilarating, but it can also be overwhelming and absolutely exhausting. I've decided to fill a podcast with dating dilemmas, stories, get my friends in, gather advice, and just basically learn how to date, but better. So here is Dating Debriefed. Hello everyone and welcome back to Dating Debriefed. I am very lucky to be joined with me today with Adira. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thanks you. It's very good to have you here. I love that COVID is done and oh, I know. you're Gosh. actually sitting here next to me. Was that the last time we did a podcast together? Yeah. Pre-lockdown or the beginning no, of lockdown? No, it was we were coming out of lockdowns. Oh. So only just starting to though, so no one can really do much at all. We were oh. in the lockdowns coming out of them. Seems like forever. I know, it was mm. rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're actually here with me. This is amazing. I'm loving this game. This is so fun. Um, but yes, I asked you on because you're down for the weekend. And I thought we could, you know, we've had a few chats this week. Mm-hmm. And I thought a little thing that I'd love for us to talk about and share with everyone is contact with exes. Okay. Okay. So I know, I know. Well, I thought we have been chatting about it. Yeah. And it's... I thought we could kind of find out like what you think, what I think about if you are still in contact mm-hmm. with an ex, what is okay? What mm-hmm. are the boundaries? And is it even acceptable for mm-hmm. you to be mm-hmm. in contact? But first of all, I wanted to ask, are you still with your little temptation from last time? I am. It's been a while now. <laughs> I, think I knew did, that. Um... <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> I think when we did the first podcast, it was quite new, wasn't it? Yeah, you were only just kind of just meeting. Yeah, because I think we met in December last year. Yeah. So it was quite new. I mean, that isn't really quite new. Now it's been, now we're really... Nearly a year. That is ridiculous. Mm. You definitely have to out him as a a chocolate bar. Which one is he? It better be a good one. It's a whole year in. I know. (laughs) Um, Well, I definitely think he's solid. I think the last time we spoke about this on your show... I said I liked the idea of him being something solid. So he definitely is, yeah. I would say. Um, but he's more than that Ooh, as well. So there's a little bit more going yeah, on. More. So I think something, something. maybe a Yorkie bar, the fruit and nut Yorkie bar, the biscuit <gasps> one, um, or or cabby fruit and nut, yeah. He's a cabby fruit yeah. and nut. That is a big deal. I know, the pinnacle. That is, oh my <laughs> God, you caught a cabby fruit and nut. <laughs> Let's hope yours isn't a sharing bar. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope <laughs> no sharing bars here. Oh wow! Okay, this is no. this is a yeah. big deal. This is amazing. Okay, I'm very very happy. So, are you are you still in contact with any of your ex treats? Um, no. I mean, so that's a tricky one, I suppose. I I certainly the the uh, treat I was with for a long long time. We don't speak at all we haven't yeah. spoken for a good number of years now um and it's better that way um, which one was he didn't we say like he was the a boost. boost the boost yeah bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um and you know you wish each other well but it's, yeah. it's better that way um the more recent one which i think we said was a whisper yes he, he, he you know, i wanted middle. him to be something solid but and he appeared solid yeah just wasn't quite there yeah, dipped him in tea and he yeah. dissolved wasn't quite ready to be that um so I don't reach out to him no um 
and again there's 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 no animosity um I just well you know what I'm like I I feel he's part of my past and I don't feel the need to stay in contact with him um but he he reaches out to me every few months and checks in and and that's fine we have a little chat but so I I guess we are in contact but it's only if he he initiates he initiates it it's not something um that I initiate and I I suppose if I'm honest with myself out of choice I would prefer us to to not wow. have any contact because I find that's like literally my worst nightmare. I yeah. I freak out. You know, I can't I can't deal with it. We differ a lot like that. We do. <laughs> You're like no done gone. Um, but it's been useful talking to you about that because I think because it's something I. What about your um Yorkie, your fruit and nut Yorkie bar? Mm. Is he in contact with his exes? Is he does he stay friends with them? I think some of them, yes. He he has spoken about that. So how does that make you feel then? If you are a, no, I don't mm. need to be friends with you, how does it make you feel if he's still friends? Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't necessarily understand it. I, and I suppose that's because for me, I don't, I don't think it's necessary to always to be in contact with an ex even if it was amicable but I realized that everyone is different and um you know some 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 people do remain friendly with exes um so I I sort of feel like I I have to accept that and that's yeah you know it might not be something that I necessarily understand it, it doesn't make me feel insecure or jealous I just don't really you, because I, you don't do yeah. it so it's kind of like why do you need yeah, to yeah why do you need to and I guess maybe does it raise the thing of like even though you aren't a jealous person you've never been a jealous person does it make you kind of think I would like to understand why he mm, feels the need exactly. to do that and yeah. I think that's what I struggled with because I thought well, exactly that um if you you know I'm I'm assuming he wants to be with me otherwise he wouldn't be with me as you have said yeah yeah, yeah. um he knows that I think we've we've both agreed we don't need each other. Yeah. Um, so we're together because we want to be together. So then why does he need to be in contact with an ex? Okay, so from my point of view, I I this is something I feel really because I get asked that, yeah. So if I'm if I'm dating somebody um that isn't friends with their exes, immediately they'll be like, Why why is your ex calling you? Like mm. it's um you know that personally they kind of feel like it's unfinished business it's not unfinished business for me but I work through a way that I can absolutely deal with them being with other people I wish them well I've kind of done all of that mourning and that grieving of that relationship so what's left over is a friendship and for me just because I've been naked with somebody or had deeper meaningfuls I've had a million deeper meaningfuls with you Mm. but because I haven't been naked with you it means I can keep you in my life Mm -hmm. you know I'm allowed other friends you're allowed other friends but we can still remain friends but the moment you're naked with someone mm. or you've had loving emotions that are more than friendship love, instantly then you're not allowed to be friends with them. True. And for me, some of these men have helped me grow more than anybody else in the world because I've, you know, learned so many things from them. I've had intimate moments with them where we've had nights of talking and they know, like, some of them know my soul. Mm. So it's kind of like, I don't just because we didn't work out in a romantic way does not mean for one second I wouldn't wish them well or want to say oh my goodness how are you like oh you've got kids now that's great I'm you know I'm excited for you so I that you know I do appreciate that I have issues with closing doors 
but that's how I've always dealt with closing mm. doors. So if if an ex pops up or I might go, oh my goodness, I've, I've been thinking about you. Like, how on earth are you? Like, oh, you know, what's going on in your world? Mm. So yeah, so I don't have, a, have that kind of problem. But I think it's about boundaries. Mm. So I think it comes down to kind of, I want to do this on a later podcast, but like, what is cheating? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think everybody is totally different with that. So I don't want to touch upon that now. I want to do that later. But what, where are the boundaries when it comes to conversations, to texting? Like, mm-hmm. can it be every day? Mm-hmm. Can that ex be popping up, calling, you know, spending 45 minutes on the phone with mm-hmm. you? Like, where where are the boundaries? I, I definitely know that when I left fruit and nut, not fruit and nut, uh, dairy milk, um, I definitely did call. You know, he had he's the father of my children, so I would call him, we'd chat, and we do have that deep friendship. But actually that was inappropriate and I remember him saying to me you know can you not call me like of an evening because actually I'm sitting there I'm like oh no god I'm so sorry but obviously he'd been my best friend and my partner for so many years we've broken up in a nice happy gentle way so I was kind of like oh yeah you know what are you up to kind of thing and actually I was like oh no I am being inappropriate now actually and I could see it as soon as he said it I was like okay no sorry yeah there are boundaries I I must stop calling (laughs) So, you know, it, but for me, there wasn't, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't ringing up to be, you know, flirty or anything. Mm. It was just, you know, I was like, oh, what are you up to, mm. you know? So I think, I think definitely having that talk and saying to somebody, like, just be open with me. Like, from this is how I feel personally. Like, if you're speaking to an ex, like, even if you yeah. want to go for dinner with that person, like, I be genuinely, transparent about yeah, it. because yeah. or else it's actually, that's what um, my Bourneville chocolate taught me. And he said, because he wasn't friends with his exes, and obviously I was I was friends with, like, my Yorkie at the time. And he was like, well, you know, he's calling you and stuff. And he was like, as long as I know, like, mm. what's going on, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. And I thought, actually, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm not hiding anything mm-hmm. from from you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody who says, yeah, you should be able to look in people's phones. Like, I think there is privacy with all things. Um, but I do think, you know, like if a phone call's coming in, you could be like, oh, could you pass my phone because he's quickly calling me. I'm like, hey, you know, I would never, okay, so if you don't feel you can tell your partner what has been said in those messages Mm -hmm. or have a conversation Mm -hmm. in front of your partner, then maybe that's where it's not right. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think as someone that maybe doesn't feel the need to keep in contact with exes, even if it was amicable, and and I suppose that's around coping mechanisms and and how I cope yeah. with relation like ex relationships that I find it easier to just cut them out and move on. Yeah, um, it's it's been um, a challenge or yeah. you know a, an interesting journey to be able to accept the idea um, that a partner does things differently and is in contact with exes in an amicable friendly way but like you said and I've had to to be okay with that and and but I I think as someone in that situation for me it's been important about uh, to know that he has boundaries with that and that they're not they're not speaking every day um for you know, hours on the phone, they're not meeting up on a weekly basis. Um, And like you said, that actually, if they are chatting, there's nothing that they're chatting about that 
that couldn't be talked about in front of me and he's not squirreling away the messages hiding them from me and having secret phone calls but it's okay like if she called up and say they are genuinely friends if she called up and said look I've got a really personal problem like I'm just you know we went through this thing together could you advise me or something like that you know that's okay yeah I can like that all friendships have you know a bit of discretion don't they but yeah if he can say look she's got a bit of a private problem you know like that yeah that's different yeah but if there's flirty texts no I'm sorry because that's like you're you're leading on to something else but and and I think you're right because even if it is something that maybe he feels he can't it's unfair to talk to me about because Mm. it's something personal to her that's fine but then just say it be transparent about that and tell me yeah oh she's just having a bit of trouble at the moment and has asked me for a bit of advice and it's like yeah. okay, fine like I'm not I'm not going to pry it's none of my business you guys are friends and that's a, yeah. a conversation between two friends but at least he's told me and yeah. I so I understand yeah. whereas if he's not even saying that and then you find out you know they're having secret conversations or secret text messages I mean that's only going to lead to problems because you're going to start thinking that there's something Absolutely. more going on than yeah. there actually is and that's when I think it can become a danger zone. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I think even if they're, if for me, I, I had one issue um, because they were, they were meeting up and everything. And I, I had never got a problem with them meeting up. And yeah, he kind of just like the guy at the time, like hid that from me. And I was kind of like, or, or like wasn't transparent. He didn't necessarily hide it. But when I asked, he d- wasn't forthcoming with the yeah. information. And I was a bit like, hmm. That's weird for me because I've literally just said to you, I have zero problems mm-hmm. in anybody meeting mm-hmm. up or doing anything. And he was like, well, okay, yeah, sorry. Like I didn't want to, you yeah. know, I didn't want to make an issue out of it. And I said, but you have made an mm-hmm. issue because you, you're you not being mm-hmm. clear with me. And I, I've already told you I don't mind. Yeah. So, but in not being clear with you, he's, he's put thoughts into your mm-hmm. head and made you feel a certain way. Like, hey, he doesn't value you and your relationship and yeah. you know and secondly exactly you know, we, it, go, we go that far <laughs> they're that big bombs those, those yeah. big bombs come off exactly and like, from and, a really tiny thing exactly and you know always oh, there's something going on between them now yeah you know, it, all those things go through your head and we can't you know we can sit here and go oh maybe there are insecurities but actually that you know yes we may feel that insecurity about that but it is quite simply because people are withholding information yeah it's little white lies yeah don't bother with them no just, just be honest just be clear just say yeah do you know mm. what I am friends with my exes I do they do text me sometimes they're exes for a reason yeah, I think that's absolutely. what the current person has always got to remember exes are exes for a reason mm-hmm. it hasn't worked out and if that person wants to pop up and say hey and check in on someone personally I think yeah. that's okay. But also what that reinforces, I think, is that you really realise that that person's with you because they want to be with you. Because yeah. they're still, they still chat to their ex. So if they really wanted to, yeah. they could be back with their ex. Exactly. But they're not. They're happy to have a, a level of friendship there. But they clearly don't want to be with them. And so you are just reassured that they're with you because they want to be with you. And Absolutely. you have nothing to worry about. And that's a nice place to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah I completely I completely agree with that oh what can I say such a heartfelt book literally the first two chapters and I wanted to surround myself with cats alcohol and loads of chocolate really really enjoyed it and it was just so funny that you could really really get into the life of this character and kind of go through exactly what she was feeling with every step of the way absolutely love it so many oh my god moments it was an actual dating roller coaster this book is absolutely incredible it is such an easy read you can literally kick back 
feet up, cheeky glass of red, and just get lost in it. I love, love, love this book. It is hilariously funny, and it is relatable, and it is realistic, and I just love it. It just made me not want to put it down. I mainly laughed. I laughed so hard and out loud. And there were times when I cried. There were a few sad bits in there, which I really, really felt were coming from my life. It is incredibly funny and just one of the most brilliant books I have read in such a long time. I really loved this book. It's a really easy read with lots of relatable content and an absolute must buy. You've got to read it. Couldn't put it down. Loved it. Go to sweettemptationsbook.com to buy the book. Um, so this series, we are talking about the do's and don'ts of first dates. Okay. Okay. So I've, I've shared some of mine. Um, what, what's yours? What is a do and what is a don't of a first date? And um, why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a do, let's think. Um, I think for me, my do was always keep it low key and casual for a first, first date. date. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it means that if you are not clicking yeah, and you know, you know, within a few minutes that mm, that's maybe this person's maybe not going to be for you. It means you're not going to spend hours wasting your time and their time plus pennies. Yeah. Um, or pounds exactly <laughs> depending where you're going on a first date so yeah. i think i think it for me it's about keeping it low-key keeping it casual keeping it as an introduction that would be my do for a first date yeah so you're thinking more coffee dates rather Absolutely. than yeah because i'm a dinner date kind of girl and then if it doesn't go well you've got you've wasted that whole evening for yeah. one yeah. <laughs> you've got to then sit there and plus you yeah you're saying potentially the money in central that. london 50 yeah. 60 pounds with a few glasses of wine yeah with a, plus with a travel. guy you're really not thinking yeah about. exactly oh. with a guy you know yeah. you're never going to see again yeah and i just think and and especially if he doesn't feel that way yeah. and he is maybe thinking oh she's great and he quite likes you and he's been a bit tactile like yeah, and then yeah, if the wine's flowing, you end up like potentially doing him. something oh, you would yeah. then regretting. So, for me, it's yeah, keep away from alcohol, keep it low key, casual. But um, then sometimes, don't you kind of feel like it's a bit like um, an interview? The coffee—that's when I really struggle with coffee dates. They can um, be, they can be nice. In all yeah. fairness, I've only done them like twice, and it's always been in my head. Well, a few times, but it's always been in my head that I felt a bit like, oh gosh, this is like a job interview. Like, what do you wear? But then actually, I've I have enjoyed them. One of the guys ended up dating for a little while after that mm. one. I mean, I always feel like most first dates were a bit like an interview. No, that's why I want the wine. Yeah. <laughs> you do, you do. It does help. It does help. Um, so, what is your don't? So, um, my don't um, would be. I guess the opposite. So don't do fancy things on a first date, like yeah. dinner in a nice fancy restaurant with a nice glass of wine, get dressed up, um, you know, go the, do the whole nine yards. Save that for Save a second it, or third. Because first of all, as we've said, or maybe even a second date, to yeah, be fair, exactly. that's a nice second date. Nice dinner was a nice yeah. second date. Step it up a bit. Yeah. So it means that if you do like that person, the second date, um, I mean, if you do that all on the first date, the second date then has a lot to live up to. Yeah. Like, what do you do for the second date if you've got plus, super dressed up, gone yeah. to a nice restaurant, had nice wine on the first date? Like, but ooh. plus, the first date, if you keep it low-key, it means then they like you for, like, you're more of a natural kind of yeah. daytime look. So when you're going out in the evening, They'll you can be, be like, all fancy. Oh, wow. oh hello. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, stepping it up. Um, so, yeah, 
No, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. And we're going to do some more through this series, which I'm very excited about. And um, yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.